Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Let's talk business with Ford Lease. Hassle-free vehicle leasing. Search Ford Lease to find out more. Peter Burke is the Minister of State for Local Government and Planning. He's responsible for the directly elected Mayor of Limerick process. He's aware of the uh, growing debate around it on this show and in Limerick generally and he's here to answer some of those questions. Uh, Let's just take a sample of what we've been hearing on the show, uh, including from Associate Professor of Economics uh, at the University of Limerick, Stephen Kinsella. My worries very simply are that the democratic will of the people of Limerick is going to be put aside, Joe. Um, Fundamentally, the people decided to vote extraordinarily and very bravely for a directly elected mayor, the only place in Ireland to do so, really innovative thing to do, the first major uh, advance in local government reform in 100 years, and the powers that were uh, very likely to sort of accrue to the person who was eventually elected were set out in a, in a report before the election. And the idea would have been that the enabling legislation that uh, gave force to the powers of the mayor would have, at some point, been reflective of the original report. And sadly, very sadly, they don't. So the mayor... In the, in the 2019 implementation report and then uh, to a subsequent 2020 report, um, it, you know, the mayor should have had uh, powers o- over things like um, transport and uh, being able to make their own budget, having a pot of money for, for themselves via a, a direct grant. Um, they would have had the powers to meet ministers and so forth. Now the mayor has none of these things. The mayor can't raise their own budgets. There's no direct block grant. The mayor has no powers over transport, housing, etc. And the analogy, I, I, or the example I give is, is a bus lane. The reason you have a directly elected mayor at all is so that the people have somewhere to go to say this bus lane should be uh, wider or faster or there should be a bus lane or there should not be a bus lane. And the mayor is supposed to be empowered locally to be able to make those changes. In, our, in the current dispensation, in the current uh, general scheme of the bill, uh, the mayor has no powers to do any of that. The mayor can't say, don't put that bus there, or do put that bus there. So the mayor can't actually do anything directly for the people of Limerick. That's uh, Professor Stephen Kinsler there of UL and just one of the voices that we've heard who are raising concerns around this. As I mentioned, Minister of State Peter Burke is on the line. Good morning to you, Minister. Good morning, Joe, and to all your listeners. So what Stephen Kinsler pointed out there, what others, including John Moran, have pointed out to us on this show in recent times, will changes be made in the legislation as it's being looked at at the moment by the Dáil and Shannon Committee to take specific account of the very worrying things that Stephen Kinsella is saying? Well, in the first instance, I just want to clearly point out that anyone who read my speech at pre-legislative scrutiny when I attended the committee and interactions I had uh, with the committee members, I was absolutely very clear at that juncture that our first job was to implement the report of the advisory committee uh, and the democratic will of the people of Limerick. And I said at that juncture, in terms of the additional powers, there's 69 recommendations, around 30 recommendations are for additional powers, like what Stephen has referenced in the clip you just played. And we are in negotiation now with all the various line departments, meeting minister uh, Eamon Ryan today in relation to the transport issues he raised, and I signal very strongly at that committee for anyone who wishes to read it 
that we would introduce amendments to the legislation at committee stage to bring in those key powers that a new mayor needs. Because one thing I'm very clear on, a mayor with a mandate but no power would be a failure. I am very clear, as Stephen quite rightly pointed out, this is the biggest reform in local government for over a century, and we really need to ensure that it is of value to the people of Limerick and will deliver for the people of Limerick. Because Minister John Moran, who worked in the Department of Finances, you'll be well aware and will understand how these things work, uh, has said that the risk here is that the mayor becomes a highly paid lobbyist whose job basically is to go with a begging bowl to Dublin. And now we have loads of people, including colleagues of yours in the Dáil and Shannon, who represent Limerick in Dublin. We have a current mayor carrying out certain functions and a ceremonial role and we have a current chief executive. There's clearly no point in asking us to elect a mayor without the specific powers required. And let's be quite clear here, Joe. I'm not. I signal very clearly for all to see at the pre-legislative committee hearing that we would be bringing the additionality in. I know how important this is for the people of Limerick, and that's why I'm having a series of bilateral engagements with all the lead government departments to deliver on this. And like you point out that John has amassed significant experience uh, in the Department of Finance, uh, whereby it can be very difficult, and he would be very aware of this in terms of to get additional powers down. But I have also amassed significant experience in the local, go- local authority sector. I've been here, look at my own county. I've served in local government and also in the private sector as well. So I absolutely know what is needed for Limerick in terms of this product to be meaningful, to add value to the people and the citizens. Okay. Because so, so, Minister, sorry. when, for example, John Moran says in a recent article in the Limerick Post that it is his worry that there are hidden vested interests who are essentially attempting to gut the uh, legislation around this role because without it, clearly, it doesn't matter who is elected to the post. And interestingly enough, the CEO, formerly, of Limerick City and County Council, Con Murray, was with us on this show last Friday. He said he couldn't say anything when he was in the role, but he feels we've been had here. That basically we were given a referendum without this important scrutiny of what the legislation and the role was going to be. Well, the legislation is undergoing scrutiny as it goes through the Houses of the Iraq. No, but he said Remember, the sequencing was completely wrong here, that that should no, have been well, done and absolutely. presented, then well, there should have been a referendum. No. And so, let me finish, and subsequent to the referendum, then we should have been clear on the position and the powers. Well, in the first instance, let me be very clear here, and I'd appreciate if you don't interrupt me on this. Uh, when the people voted back in May 2019, subsequent to that, the government set up the Implementation Advisory Group that was all of the key stakeholders led by Tim O'Connor down in Limerick, from UL to the Students' Union to the business community to the council. Every stakeholder was on that. And they formulated a report, given absolute scrutiny to the original white paper that was uh, drafted and the vote of the people. And they came up with 69 recommendations that should shape and frame this office into the future. That has handed over to me as minister, which I fully accepted. And I was very clear that as it goes through the legislative process, and that is has its own scrutiny built in. I know the committee has uh, currently underwent legislative scrutiny. We're awaiting their report. They will stress test each of those proposals as well. And my job is, once I have the general scheme approved by government, which I now have, and I undergo that process of publishing the legislation, I have to also live and deliver on those each of those uh, implementation advisory points, those 69 points. And I will do that. Okay. And that's why I am now 
reaching into those departments and saying, for example, the Department of Transport, as you talk about, your powers for uh, roads, budgets for pedestrianisation, for uh, deliver on uh, carbon footprint and carbon zones. Right. Do you agree, Minister, that where it is right now is not where it needs to be at the end? Absolutely not. No, absolutely not. I think anyone who understands the legislative process would know that from once we receive the report, i.e. exactly what the mayor should be, you can't the very next day turn around and say, hold on, I have a piece of legislation with everything here on it. Uh, John, Stephen and other actors down there will absolutely be aware. You have to have engagement bilaterally with each government department to get agreement as this has so, to go. So, to okay, so, so can I just understand this then? Are you, are you sorry, saying... No, 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 no sorry, Minister. Me, me, no, Minister. Minister. No, no, I'm sorry now. I'm chairing the discussion. You've said this to me twice. I'll ask the question and I will give you an opportunity to answer it. But what I am asking is very clear. Are you suggesting then that what the government departments have done is they've come with a starting position? That starting position you don't consider to be adequate. But ultimately, the legislation that we will get will underpin a proper, effective, directly elected mayor. No, the starting position is the implementation advisory group where it sets about the recommendations that have to be delivered from each government department. My job is to meet the department and get the framework to deliver that, which will be in the legislation and which will have these key powers. So this new mayor will have these powers that the implementation advisory group did signal. Now, there are some that there may be a little bit of difficulty with, and they're very minute in terms of the Garda Commissioner and powers over uh, his budget, because we all know that he is the accounting officer and he has to have independence. So, so that's, that's policing. Few issues that we need. That's policing. Uh, more but but in, in other issues, uh, transport, for example. Absolutely. All... Absolutely. Okay. We're meeting him and Ryan, Minister Emma Ryan today to try and uh, right. put together and well, exactly the powers that it will have okay. on the ground. Okay, well, you've been very clear this morning. You've been very, very clear Absolutely. that it will have the powers that we were all told it would have. So we will obviously continue to keep a close eye on it. We'll bring you back a little bit later in the process and we'll hear how people react to what you've had to say this morning. But we do appreciate your time. That is Minister of State for Local Government and Planning, Peter Burke. Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Let's talk business with Ford Lease. Hassle-free vehicle leasing. Search Ford Lease to find out more.